How's everybody doing out there? It's another special episode of Smile on Camera, hosted by Lorenzo Smith from the sunny side of LA. Today we have another special guest, my guy Evan Roberts from New York slash LA, but originally from LA. He is one of the most inspiring people I've met so far. We actually linked up one day randomly and then just got close after that. Um, another photographer slash videographer, just all around creative that I happen to know as a friend. So it's Definitely wanted to bring him on the show, introduce him to everybody. So Evan, take it away, introduce yourself to the folks. Well, thanks so much for, for having me on. Uh, I'm Evan, uh, currently uh, primarily doing a lot of video stuff right now. Um, on my free time, I met Lorenzo and, and I was kind of, I think we are in Lower East Side and uh, was just kind of jumping around taking photos. And um, so that was fun. I actually turned that kind of era. I was briefly in New York for a couple months uh, shooting a documentary for Wu-Tang Clan, Steve Rifkin. So, uh, yeah, so when I met no you, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was briefly down there. I, I don't know if, uh, you're familiar with Steve Rifkin, but he, um, started loud records. So he signed Wu-Tang and, and, uh, a lot of those guys from the nineties, like exhibit and DMX mm -hmm. and, and, uh, fat Joe too. Um, but I actually was shooting their 25th anniversary show at, uh, radio city. Um, so that was kind of like my mission being in New York. Um, luckily we got it all wrapped before COVID hit. I mean, New York really, that was horrible. They were at the epicenter there for, for a little bit, but, um, yeah, it was dope to meet you. It was like a random interaction. I remember you were wearing the, uh, New Balances, the, uh, uh, Tremaine, what's, what is oh, it? Oh, the, uh, No Vacancies. The No yes. Vacancies. Yeah. I can't believe oh, yeah. that, but <laughs> so I was like, dope. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a fun night. We were just scrolling, and it was like, "Yo, I like your shoes." And you know, that's a New York thing. That's like the most. I think that's the best compliment another man can give another man. Besides, besides, but oh, you smell good, bro. Like, if someone, <laughs> if someone compliments your shoes on the street, that's like eco booster. But yeah, definitely, we met that day. It was a cool day. Oh yeah, speaking of the book, like, thanks for featuring the, the kid in it. That that's it's pretty dope. What what went into that? Absolutely. Well. Uh... So kind of whenever I'm in whatever era I'm in, um, I like to, to like taking photos. I like to kind of compile it into a photo book or a zine. Um, so my first one I ever put out uh, was in 2017 back in L.A. Uh, I w uh, was a photographer at Camp Flogna, um, Tyler, the Creators Festival there. Mm -hmm. And so I was like I had the hall access pass and I didn't want to do all the same things that all these other photographers were doing. Uh, that were just going up and asking to take photos like I wanted to actually have some kind of story arc behind what I was doing so I had them like all put up their hands like this and that's kind of the idea that birthed still human um, which I've kind of carried on now to, to 2020 so um, yeah I love making photo zines I just love having physical items too uh, and I was only in New York living there for like two months so I wanted to kind of like put all those photos that I had, I had taken and, and put them into a, a photo book to represent that era. So one of them was from that moment that I met you in the street. I actually, I think I took a photo of you right when I met you. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was dope. I really enjoyed New York. It was always some like a place that I've dreamt, dreamed of um, just living and just kind of absorbing that culture. Like one of my biggest inspirations is Kid Cudi from 08 uh, when he was Ooh. working at the, at the Babe store, uh, you know, like Karma Loop, um, Greg Selko, all those guys, uh, you know. Speaking Kanye. of legends there, speaking of legends now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that being in New York was like an honor and I wanted to do as much as I could to like respect like how great that history was there, you mm -hmm. know, culturally speaking. So, um, 
yeah, I wanted to put your photo in there too because you, you, I feel like you represent New York too, and you represented it at that time that I was there in that era. You know, because you're you're dope, and I, I've, you know, now that I follow you and, and know you, like I'm a big fan of your work too. So appreciate that, brother. Okay, some props. <laughs> so, so I know, like, it's probably like super hard to like stay creatively focused. How's COVID treating you? Like, how how are you like, adjusting? I know we talked briefly off camera about how like we're able to work from home on certain projects, but how's it treating you on that side? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I think that being a creative, you rely on the external too, um, mm -hmm. going to events, going to shoots and and uh, just like being out, you know, just kind of going around because like things are always happening and like you could go to an event and then all of a sudden have an idea and be like, oh, let me shoot this or something like that. So with COVID, it's been really tough because we're, we're all just kind of gridlocked inside of our homes and everything. Um, but creatively, uh, I've really been just like writing like for, for short film ideas and, and kind of getting in that space, which I don't normally have time to do. Um, and then as far as like personally, I mean, I've had to go full-time freelance, like remote editing um, because I, Ooh. you know, no, nobody's doing uh, anything in person, no events, no anything, which was like primarily what I was doing. So now I've had to transition to now sitting at a screen everyday editing, which is great. I love it. I love editing, but yeah, man, it's definitely been an adjustment. Um, it's been tough just cause I'm always like out. I'm just such a kind of a social guy. I'm sure you're the same way where, where, you know, when all that's cut off, it's just like, damn, what do I, what do I do? But, um, been watching a lot of, uh, YouTube tutorials too, and just kind of, just kind of having fun with it. I, I feel like this time is like an important time to learn and grow. Um, not only like skill set wise, but just like spiritually and like, mm -hmm doing a lot of meditating and reading books and, and learning new things and stuff. So. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel, I feel you on that because for me, that's mainly why I started the podcast and the show. I was like, damn, I can't go out and interact with all the artists and stuff. I know like, how am I going to take all the energy that I would take into like putting, taking photos or doing videos? How can I do that? I was like, Oh damn. Well, I have all these creative friends. Why not? like build a platform where we can come on here talk about the stuff we're working you know and how COVID's doing so it's, it's been it's been a little wild but I, I I think this is like something that's kept me going and getting motivated because there's some people that are actually like able to go out and like interact with artists so I'm like I would say jealous but I'm like damn I gotta keep my foot on the throat keep going too yeah. You gotta, oh, you gotta yeah. stay, you know, you gotta stay motivated and this is a great time to do so. Cause you can get lost in a book. You can get lost in a, um, just anything really. And as long as like, you're kind of feeding your creative mind, cause it's tough. It's hard to, it's really easy to get like down and depressed and be like, damn life, the world is going like crazy. Everything's crazy. But no, it's like, I see it the other way. It's, it's an opportunity to grow and, and learn. And it was just challenges, man. Life is, life is all about getting through the challenges. So. Hell yeah. I remember, like, speaking of books, um, I remember the, what was it? I think, like, week two or three of lockdown, I was like, dude, this literally feels like jail. So we went to, we went to Barnes & Nobles, and we got a bunch of books. I got, Fire. I love I, to hear that. I was like, damn, I had to start reading. I got yeah. Charlemagne's book. I got Dame Dash's book. Um, I finally got my hands on the, the book that Virgil put out. Dope. about him like detailing his life so that's been like super interesting to read like oh you're talking about the big blue one the big blue one yeah it's like Dope, yeah romantic. i have this right over here on the bookshelf <laughs> it's just that's like one of my biggest inspirations and like he, like so like whenever i read about them I'm like damn okay i wonder what he would be doing during this time and as we know the man like doesn't sleep 
Yeah. Did you see the the part of that book or the page where he had his like timesheet when he was like charging like the hours to like Kanye and like all these different people? And it's cool that he kind of put those little gems in there to see like, damn, he was really working. <laughs> like like virtual at a timesheet, yeah. which is nuts to in like theory to think about because I don't know. I feel like once a creative gets to that level, they're not really like people to us anymore. They're more like objects and like levels exactly. that we should like obtain or try to get to. So that's definitely a great book. What are some books you're reading that you could share for the folks? Man, I just read a book by Andy Stanley uh, called Visioneering. Um, okay. And it's it's really just like talking about the importance of having a vision for not only your life, but just like whatever era you're in. Like I'm all about eras and, and different pockets. Like I'm not the same man I was a year ago. Like we're always growing and like things change and, and we have to adapt to that change. Um, so that's kind of the book I'm reading right now. Um, my girlfriend actually just bought me a book from this artist in San Francisco called Joe Roberts. It's crazy. It's called We Ate the Acid. And it's like Whoa. the craziest paintings. Like, it's just like, it's totally my kind of, so long story short, I've been wanting this book for a year and it's just like really hard to get. And then all of a sudden, like she surprised me with it. So I'm like, oh, my, it was crazy. <laughs> Shout out to the girlfriends. They Exactly. I, imagine, sorry if someone's single, they're listening, but it's, it's <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I would be able to mentally be stable during this time frame because it's just like social media is nuts. Yeah. Sports are nuts. Like a lot of chaos. A lot of chaos. Like I don't know how people are able to cope with everything. But yep. but yeah, man, that's speaking of like some of your photography, I look at like some of the stuff you took of like Chaz and like Yachty. Who's like one of your favorite persons to like work with slash like capture? I love working with people who are just kind of like they they just they get it. Like they're just hanging out. You know, that's always like nice when you're just shooting people that they're like, yeah, like you, you had mentioned Chaz, uh, mm -hmm. I pulled up on him and he was like eating like chicken wings and, <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, bro, like, how you doing? Like, oh yeah, it was cool. And just like hanging out, we were hanging out. It didn't feel weird or forced. So I, th I think those interactions where it's just like, you know, I may be a photographer, but I'm, I'm just a human at the end of the day. And you're exactly. a human, like you're, you might be like a famous artist or a celebrity, whatever, but you're a human at the end of the day. And so like, when you take those barriers down and just like come as humans and you're just like both passionate about what you do, like that's, those are like the best interactions. Cause I've also had interactions with other artists who are just like, yo, yo bro, get the fuck out of here. Like <laughs> whatever, which is fine. Like, I don't care. Like, it's like, whatever, like, I don't want to be that guy, but I always just try to like, kind of bring an energy where I'm like, Hey, like, just pretend like we're in like at the crib, just hanging out or something like that. But uh, yeah, Chaz was, was a lot of fun. He's, I think like at the end of the day, I'm always a fan of these people. So it's been nice to like shoot them. Like that's what kind of humbles me. Cause it's like, damn, like I was in high school listening to so-and-so or whatever. So anytime I do have those opportunities, I try to take advantage of them and, and just kind of like, um, I don't know, just kind of think outside the box and do things differently, I guess. I don't want to be that photographer that's just like has his Instagram feed where it's just a bunch of famous people, right? Like I got to be sending a message or want to um, kind of do things in my own way. Exactly. That's what I struggled with when I first started because I know a lot of photographers probably follow like Gunner and like other like right. portrait photographers. And I was like, damn, like I'm friends with a lot of like artists. Like maybe I should just do all portraits of just them and like have that. My patient was like, oh, wait, he does that because that's his style. Like it's not necessarily like he's going for like, oh, I'm only going to shoot famous people. So it took a while for me to like tap in, like, dude, do it your way. Like it's fine. Like, why not capture those kind of moments? But yeah, hearing you speak yeah, on that, it's awesome. 
Thank you, man. Yeah, it's it's been fun to just kind of like I said, it's just like you're just hanging out and shit happens, and then next thing you know, like you, you get the film developed, and you're like, oh, dope. Okay, let's, let's <laughs> you know. So, oh <laughs> yeah, but you definitely been on your share of tours. I've I've checked out. What was like a wild memory or like something fun that you couldn't share with the audience? Oh man, it was probably the first time I met Kanye. Uh, I was on tour with Tiana Taylor, and mm-hmm. we were in San Francisco. And uh, I got word, I, I think it was from Alex Rifkin who said like, uh, Steve Rifkin's son was on the tour with me. And he was like, yo, like, I think my dad's flying in with Kanye. And so I immediately like, I, I don't get starstruck, right? Cause like, this is our job, right? This is just, you know, like I gotta- That's the only person. I gotta be on my toes. So like, you know, like designer pulled up and I'm like, oh, dub, okay. But like, when I heard those words, Kanye, like, I, you know, that's one of my, probably my biggest inspiration. Oh, yeah. um, and when I heard those words, I was that name. I was just like, "Oh shit!" So I just immediately was just like, "Okay, okay." And then, like an hour later, Tiana was was performing, and so I had to film her set. Um, and then all of a sudden, like these like five security guards came in, um, and I was like, "Okay, that's probably like Kanye's people." And so then uh, he came in, came out, and performed the last song. Uh, I forget what they performed. I got to rewatch the footage, but yeah, I was on stage. Like I literally have like, um, that is nuts of of, like me, like right behind Kanye and I'm just holding the phone. Like, damn, like what a crazy moment. Um, but I think the craziest part was, uh, um, Denim Tears Tremaine pulled up with him too. And so they, after the show, they went upstairs into the green room and, uh, it was Kanye Tremaine and then, uh, this one girl that he was always with at that time, I forget what her name is. Um, and then me, and it was, <laughs> and it was just us four in the room and I was sitting there filming Kanye and he was eating like chicken and rice and just, he was like tired and he was just like going on this rant about how, when he was recording, um, uh, Oh God, what was it? Oh yeah. He was just talking about the, the pink polo era and, yeah. and all that stuff. And so I have this like eight minute long, clip of him talking about some rare shit and so yeah that was probably my like craziest tour moment i literally like ran outside into the into the bus and i was like fuck i gotta call my mom or something like, <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah i believe this because <laughs> so yeah it was it was a good time that's a gym man you gotta save that for like when your kids are born like hey i want to show you something <laughs> yeah well like, i have i have my hard drive with all that tour footage on there and i'm like bro i gotta like put this in a like a vault or something. Hell <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you gotta save you gotta save that for a good moment. Yeah, definitely. I had a crazy moment similar to that. Um, one of my friends works in production, they does lighting. And it was like freezing outside. This is like um Jesus is King era. Mm. And it was freezing outside. I got a text like, yo, can you get downtown in like 20 minutes? Because they're practicing. I was like, bro, Kanye's not gonna be there, it's just gonna be the choir. And somehow I got out and I get, I walk down there. We stay there. It's like 1230, 130, 230, 330. You're getting tired. You're like, and I'm like, I'm like, bro. And Kanye's like big on my list of like inspirations, probably like number one or two behind Cuddy. And we're the same person. (laughs) Are you a Libra? No, I'm a Scorpio. Oh, okay. We're still, we're still, you know, that's compatible. Definitely. So then we, it's like 4.35 and I just see these suits, the same situation. I was like, oh shit, what's going on? And at that point, it's only like 20 people in there. Everyone's dog tired. And I see this guy and I'm like, 
I've never seen Kanye in person. I've only seen him like on stage or like TV. I see this guy and walking. I'm like, just no way. Yeah. He walks through the secret like, little entrance, and I and the guy I was with it, he works at 197, and he's like, "Yo, don't freak out right now." And I was like, <laughs> I was like, "What?" And I turn around and Yay's right to the like my right, and that and I have my camera in my hand, and I was like, "I can't, I can't." That. I was like, "All right, what do I do?" So then his security guy was like, "He's gonna come back." And he comes back and he went to the bathroom. He came back and I was still so like starstruck that I double clicked the flat and the flash went off. And he, oh, shit. and he was just like, looked at me and just like kept and like walked in. I was like, blew it. So I was like, all right. <laughs> so, I, so I was like, all right, it's not my moment yet. It's not my moment to meet him on like a personal level. So, yeah. Well, that's just like such a surreal kind of like thing to experience. Cause you know, like I said, I've worked with, you know many artists before but like that was the first time where it was like whoa you know this is like you know that's next level man massive level inspiration not only personally but just like globally you know because it's like damn you know but yeah that's that's cool that you definitely you know had that brushing with him because it, it probably you know made you feel inspired too and that's what it all comes down to is like you know, even though you talk about the whole flash situation, like that doesn't even matter. Like the fact that you like were in that position at that moment, like that probably gave you so much like confidence and creative energy too. You're like, man, fuck man. Like I gotta, I gotta step I my gotta shit do- up. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah That's so exactly those, how I felt. Yeah. Those are, those are cool moments. Yeah, man. Um, it, it's eye opening because I watch a lot of YouTube now and I'm just like, I go back and watch like Jay-Z interviews and yeah. stuff and I always want to see like I argue with my friends all the time like do you think artists ever change and like I watch like from Reasonable Doubt to 444 interviews and I just look for little gems to just like motivation for the day and I'm just like damn he always talks about like are, if you're ready for that moment like what are you going to do with it and I was like oh I wasn't ready at that moment yeah right. which is which is nuts <laughs> but it's like all right I just got to keep keep working stuff my shit up are you a Jay Electronica fan dude he when I lived in New York he he was always like hanging out with Rocky. I never knew who he was. I only knew the music. I never knew the face. But like, you had a crazy story with him too. No, I, I that's, oh, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> no. no, I just uh, you, you were talking about like watching YouTube like inspirational videos, and uh, I met Jason Goldwatch in LA a couple of years ago, and and he filmed like all the Man on the Moon two stuff like went on tour with Cuddy but he also f- was Jay Electronica's videographer like and they flew to like Budapest and, and did this like short film but so he, uh Goldwatch actually introduced me to Jay Electronica like put me onto his music and I started going on down the YouTube uh the rabbit hole, hole man the rabbit hole the Jay like <laughs> rabbit hole and I I went so far down that I found shit that had like 23 views and I had to rip that like youtube to mp4.com and like put it on my hard drive so like anytime I'm feeling down like I, I literally have a folder on there that says like Jay Electronica videos and it's like 10 videos of him like in the streets in New York you know with like 20 views on the video like back in like you know 2011 and I'm like dude it's, it's those people that make the you know the world go around in my opinion Hell yeah, man. I definitely got, I got to do that. Damn, I didn't think about that. That's a good <laughs> Who knows? Maybe if you go back and save it like on YouTube, but like the video got like the, the person that made that video deleted it or like, exactly. you know, so take that shit off, rip it and put it on your hard drive. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What, what are you, what are you working on right now? That if you can share like projects that you're looking forward to sharing in 2021 and the world uh, like, calms down at some point. 
probably the the Wu Tang doc. Uh, you know, we we filmed that in, in January, February, but like that's one of those projects that's got to marinate for a little bit, and and, and I want to put it out at the right time, and and. Um, that project, I think, will, will kind of shine a light and shed a light on the type of person that Steve Rifkin is. If, if people that watch this don't know who that is, like, check him out because he is, like, one of the OGs from the 90s era rap. Like, he literally, you know, he started Loud Records and, and signed Fat Joe, Wu-Tang, like, all those, all those like, DMX, Mary Jane Lige, yeah, everything. So, um, I that's a project, if I have the responsibility to tell that story, I want to make sure and do it right. Um, I don't care if I have to sit on it for two years, like I'm not going to put out anything like that would just, you know, I, I don't want to do Steve Rifkin like that. Cause I know that everything he touches is great. So I want to make sure that that is represented through his, like this, this documentary. So I want to really spend some time, some more time with it and do some more interviews and stuff. So that's probably, probably my, my big 2021 project that's coming. So. All right, cool. You registered to vote too? I absolutely am. Hell yeah, man. We got to do this country right. That's what's up, I bro. Know, man. Definitely. You, you, what you who you got in the finals for the finals bro I i'm going know. heat in four i'm saying it loud and proud right now for the fans <laughs> wait is it lakers heat in the finals lakers heat in the finals wow i really Ron. i wish d wade's knees weren't like awful pause like <laughs> that could have been that would have been like amazing damn i i I always uh, log in to like ESPN.com to see the playoff tree, but I did not know that it's Heat Lakers. That's crazy. Heat Lake, it's gonna be nuts. I stopped watching after the Clippers blew that three-one lead, and I was like, "Dude, I'm I'm done. I'm out." And then they fired my man Doc. I know. They did Doc Celt- dirty. <laughs> Celtics, Celtics legend. Oh man, that was that was rough to watch. I was like, "Damn, he did everything he could yeah. to turn that That's- team around." He tried to make Lob City, and PG came and played uh, 24-hour fitness basketball. Dude, I had a, a, a Blake Griffin 32, like the whole BG 32 era. Like, Ooh. I had the Red Clippers jersey, and that was like my those was, was my my team until they split up, and then the whole remember the whole DeAndre Mavericks scenario, like all that drama. And I was like, dude, I kind of stopped watching NBA after that era ended, honestly. <laughs> I'll, st- I'll still watch the playoffs, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I, w- I've probably been to like two or three regular season games because maybe like one of my homies was like working, got me like nosebleed seats. Yeah. Other They're fun to go to. Oh, hell yeah. You can just get drunk as hell. I, that's the only thing I miss about New York. That you can just get hammered and just walk home or get on the train. <laughs> exactly. Safe, we practice safe drinking, but like, you know what I mean. You can have a good time, exactly. and then you don't have to drive. LA is different. Like since I moved here, I've only been here for like five months now. And it's just like, oh, I can only have one glass of wine or like one beer, and then I have to drink a ton of water before I get in the car because definitely it's wild out here. Were you born and raised in New York? I was born in Dallas, Texas, but then I moved oh, to New okay. York for school. Stayed cool. there for like ten years, and I was like, all right, it's time to balance. So now you're in LA for good. Yeah, I, I don't know for good. I I want to move yeah. around because yeah. my parents lived full lives and they 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 travel a lot they still travel a lot so i'm like i gotta gotta do it all man you gotta make some meat. hell yeah man if anything if if anything you know if 2020 says anything like it's like you gotta really live your life to the you fullest. have to the fullest you never know literally yeah 
that's like always the advice. Like if people, if anyone asks me advice or is in the DMs asking things, I'm like, dude, don't, don't overthink it. Just, just whatever your heart, if you fail, if you lose money, if you go in debt, if you do whatever, like it's, it's okay to make mistakes. Like you, you have to learn lessons because that's what you're going to learn moving forward. So like, whether it's moving to a big city and you're from a small town, like I'm from a small town, like Spokane, Washington, and I moved straight to, to LA and then like, so it's just like, no, you just can't have fear going into it. And I think it's important for everybody to have those experiences in their life, especially at a young age before they start having like kids or buying a house or anything like that. So um, that's, that's what I tell people all the time. Cause I got some younger people on my team and they're always asking me, like, how did you figure out? Like, what did you want to do? I'm like, dude, I don't know. I pray for the best. Yeah, I, I literally, I literally quit my job in New York and moved here. You just, you trust it. It's like, I, I, was, I was like, I'm doing it. Luckily, I had enough funds, like, saved up to where I can, like, kind of kick it for a little bit, but then finally got a new job, and I was like, all right, like, I still don't want to lose my hunger, like, like what brought me over here, so I'm super excited about that. I know you'll appreciate this. The one, I was in eighth grade, I was, like, 14 years old, and this is the moment that I knew I wanted to to be, like, an artist or just in whatever uh, was Kid Cudi dropped Man on the Moon 2, Rebo Fev, he went back and, and played it at the babe store and I was like 14 years old and I watched that video like on YouTube of like him going there and he's like he, he's in the car in the back and he's like says his whole spiel and they pull up and he's like dim the lights on that motherfucker and then like <laughs> gets out of the car and goes in and performs and I'm like that's it like 14 year old Evan I'm like whatever oh no 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 I have to <laughs> what what's your what's your favorite Cuddy era mine's definitely a kid named Cuddy that was like yeah. He was come rapping on. his yeah. Come on, he was rapping his yeah. ass off. Oh, that's yeah. that was early Wale too. Like definitely. I just wow. That's definitely a, that was that was like the the Karma Loop era when he was like pulling up to like uh, Ciroc events in Lower East Side and and he was just running around. People didn't he he was wearing like the the flannel sh- shirts with the beanie with the beanie. Like people don't realize that Cuddy really came like from that era like he nobody knew who he was at first and and he, that was like all like raw talent he he really ushered in that sound of like i don't know just like that stoner music like that classic cuddy just like his own so obviously very yeah just a vibe like very obviously very kanye influenced um so that was great that he you know got on with him and like good music and everything but yeah cuddy's a legend my favorite era is probably just because i have so many emotional memories attached to it but probably man on the moon too it's a little bit darker than you know. I was like, uh, he was a going kid through named, it. Yeah, yeah. It was, but just like Mary J on the these worries, like those kind of like <laughs> classic moments on the album. Like I just I can't. Every time I listen to like Maniac, it just sends me straight into that. You know, it's kind of like when you're watching a Christopher Nolan film and you leave the theater and like you feel like Batman. It's the same. <laughs> it's like it's Hell like this. Yeah. It's the same thing when you listen to Kid Cudi, you feel like Kid Cudi. So I think that's that's why he resonated so much. Like today, you know, in corporate America, everybody's making music that'll just make money, like what's whatever's in. But like Cudi really was like the kid running around in, in Lower East Side, you know, making music for himself and his friends. And then they, he just blew up. So he's dope. Yeah, man. That's one of my, my favorites. Well, all right, man. Don't want to hold you too long. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, this should be out shortly. Tell the folks where they can reach you, where they find you. Oh, yeah, definitely. I appreciate you having me on, man. Just uh, find me on Instagram. Uh, it's my, just my name, at Evan Roberts. Uh, and then 
just look out for the next couple of years. A lot of um, still human stuff. I'm, I'm kind of working on this idea right now of just bringing together people, you know, mixing art and everything, just like getting back to the basics, reading books, meditation, having like a different approach to like, you know, the whole Zen mode when you're creating. So check out still human, hopefully in a couple of years, it'll, it'll have manifested into something, but I'm going to really keep working on that. So appreciate you having me on though, man. No problem. All right, man. I'll, I'll see you later to all the folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube to the channel for more content. This audio is going to be out everywhere. You can stream podcasts, bootleg it, do whatever you want. Follow rip the it, kid. Rip it, <laughs> put it on your hard drive. <laughs> Everything. Follow the kid, Lorenzo Smith. Follow Slated, all that good stuff. Y'all have a good we'll night. hang out too. I'll be back in LA here soon. Hell yeah, so bro. Link up. Please get some tacos or Jamaican food. Yes, sir. All right, bro. Take it easy. All right, peace. How's everybody doing out there? It's another special episode of Smile on Camera, hosted by Lorenzo Smith from the sunny side of LA. Today we have another special guest, my guy Evan Roberts from New York slash LA, but originally from LA. He is one of the most inspiring people I've met so far. We actually linked up one day randomly and then just got close after that. Um, another photographer slash videographer, just all around creative that I happen to know as a friend. So just definitely wanted to bring him on the show, introduce him to everybody. So Evan, take it away, introduce yourself to the folks. Well, thanks so much for, for having me on. Uh, I'm Evan, uh, currently uh, primarily doing a lot of video stuff right now. Um, on my free time, I met Lorenzo and, and I was kind of, I think we we're in Lower East Side and uh, was just kind of jumping around taking photos. And um, so that was fun. I actually turned that kind of era. I was briefly in New York for a couple months uh, shooting a documentary for Wu-Tang Clan, Steve Rifkin. So uh, yeah, so when I met no you- No big deal. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was, I was briefly down there. I, I don't know if uh, you're familiar with Steve Rifkin, but he um, started Loud Records, so he signed Wu-Tang and, and uh, a lot of those guys from the 90s, like Exhibit and DMX mm -hmm. and, and uh, Fat Joe, too. Um, but I actually was shooting their 25th anniversary show at uh, Radio City. Um, so that was kind of like my mission being in New York. Um, luckily, we got it all wrapped before COVID hit. I mean, New York really, that was horrible. They were at the epicenter there for, for a little bit, but... Um, yeah, it was dope to meet you. It was like a random interaction. I remember you were wearing the uh, New Balances, the uh, uh, Tremaine. What's what is oh, it? Oh, the uh, No Vacancies. The No yes. Vacancies. Yeah, I can't believe oh, yeah. that. But <laughs> so I was like, dope. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a fun night. We were just scrolling, and it was like, yo, I like your shoes, and you know, that's a New York thing. That's like the most. I think that's the best compliment another man can give another man. Besides, besides, oh, you smell good, bro. Like. <laughs> if, someone, if someone compliments your shoes on the street, that's like eco booster. But yeah, definitely we met that day. It was a cool day. Oh yeah, speaking of the book, like thanks for featuring the, the kid in it. That that's it's pretty dope. What what went into that? Absolutely. Well, uh, so kind of whenever I'm in whatever era I'm in, um, I like to to like taking photos. I like to kind of compile it into a photo book or a zine. Um, so. My first one I ever put out uh, was in 2017 back in LA. Uh, I w uh, was a photographer at Camp Flogna, um, Tyler the Creators Festival there. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I had the hall access pass and I didn't wanna do all the same things that all these other photographers were doing uh, that were just going up and asking to take photos. Like I wanted to actually have some kind of story arc behind what I was doing. So I had them like all put up their hands like this. And that's kind of the idea that birthed Still Human. Um, which I've kind of carried on now to, to 2020. So um, 
yeah, I love making photo zines. I just love having physical items too. Uh, and I was only in New York living there for like two months. So I wanted to kind of like put all those photos that I had, I had taken and, and put them into a, a photo book to represent that era. So one of them was from that moment that I met you in the street. I actually, I think I took a photo of you right when I met you. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was dope. I really enjoyed New York. It was always some like a place that I've dreamt, dreamed of, um, just living and just kind of absorbing that culture. Like one of my biggest inspirations is Kid Cudi from 08 uh, when he was Ooh. working at the, at the Babe store, uh, you know, like Karma Loop, um, Greg Selko, all those guys, uh, you know. Speaking Kanye. of legends there, speaking of legends now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that being in New York was like an honor and I wanted to do as much as I could to like respect like how great that history was there, you know, mm -hmm. culturally speaking. So, um, yeah, I wanted to put your photo in there too because you, you, I feel like you represent New York too, and you represented it at that time that I was there in that era. You know, because you're you're dope, and I, I've, you know, now that I follow you and, and know you, like I'm a big fan of your work too. So appreciate that, brother. Okay, some props. <laughs> so, of course. so I know, like, it's probably like, super hard to like stay creatively focused. How's COVID treating you? Like, how how are you adjusting? I know we talked briefly off camera about how like we're able to work from home on certain projects, but how's it treating you on that side? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I think that being a creative, you rely on the external too, um, mm -hmm. going to events, going to shoots and and uh, just like being out, you know, just kind of going around because like things are always happening and like you could go to an event and then all of a sudden have an idea and be like, oh, let me shoot this or something like that. So with COVID, it's been really tough because we're, we're all just kind of gridlocked inside of our homes and everything. Um, but creatively, uh, I've really been just like writing like for, for short film ideas and, and kind of getting in that space, which I don't normally have time to do. Um, and then as far as like, personally, I mean, I've had to go full-time freelance, like remote editing um, because I, you know, no, nobody's doing uh, anything in person, no events, no anything, which was like primarily what I was doing. So now I've had to transition to now sitting at a screen everyday editing which is great i love it i love editing but yeah man it's definitely been an adjustment um it's been tough just because i'm always like out i'm just such a kind of a social guy i'm sure you're the same way where, where you know when all that's cut off it's just like damn what do i what do i do but um been watching a lot of uh youtube tutorials too and just kind of just kind of having fun with it I, I feel like this time is like an important time to learn and grow um not only like skill set wise but just like spiritually and like mm -hmm doing a lot of meditating and reading books and, and learning new things and stuff. So. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel, I feel you on that because for me, that's mainly why I started the podcast and the show. I was like, damn, I can't go out and interact with all the artists and stuff. I know like, how am I going to take all the energy that I would take into like putting, taking photos or doing videos? How can I do that? I was like, Oh damn. Well, I have all these creative friends. Why not? like build a platform where we can come on here, talk about the stuff at work, you know, and how COVID's doing. So it's, it's been, it's been a little wild, but I, I, I think this is like something that's kept me going and getting motivated. Cause there's some people that are actually like able to go out and like interact with artists. So I'm like, I wouldn't say jealous, but I'm like, damn, I gotta keep my foot on the throat. Keep going too. Yeah. Gotta, oh, you gotta yeah. stay, you know, you gotta stay motivated. And this is a great time to do so. Cause you can get lost in a book. You can get lost in a, um, just anything really and as long as like you're kind of feeding your creative mind because it's tough it's hard to it's really easy to get like down and depressed and be like damn life the world is going to, like crazy everything's crazy 
but no, it's like, I see it the other way. It's, it's an opportunity to grow and, and learn. And it was just challenges, man. Life is, life is all about getting through the challenges. So. Hell yeah. I remember like speaking of books, um, I remember the, what was it? I think like week two or three of lockdown, I was like, dude, this literally feels like jail. So we went to, we went to Barnes and Nobles and we got a bunch of books. I got, I love to hear that. I was like, damn, I had to start reading. I got Charlemagne's book. I got Dame Dash's book. Um, I finally got my hands on the the book that Virgil put out. Dope. About him like detailing his life. So that's been like super interesting to read. Like, Oh, you're talking about the big blue one? The big blue one, yeah. It's like Dope, yeah. I have this right over here on the bookshelf. <laughs> but it's just, that's like one of my biggest inspirations. And like, he, like so like whenever I read about that, I'm like, damn, okay, I wonder what he would be doing during this time. And as we know, the man like doesn't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the the part of that book or the page where he had his like timesheet when he was like charging like the hours to like Kanye and like all these different people? And it's cool that he kind of put those little gems in there to see like, damn, he was really working. <laughs> like, like Virgil had a timesheet, yeah. which is nuts to in like theory to think about because I don't know. I feel like once a creative gets to that level, they're not really like people to us anymore. They're more like objects and like levels exactly. that we should like obtain or try to get to. So that's definitely a great book. What are some books you're reading if you could share for the folks? Man, I just read a book by Andy Stanley uh, called Visioneering. Um, okay. And it's it's really just like talking about the importance of having a vision for not only your life, but just like whatever era you're in. Like I'm all about eras and, and different pockets. Like I'm not the same man I was a year ago. Like we're always growing and like things change and, and we have to adapt to that change. Um, so that's kind of the book I'm reading right now. Um, my girlfriend actually just bought me a book from this artist in San Francisco called Joe Roberts. It's crazy. It's called We Ate the Acid. And it's like Whoa. the craziest paintings. Like, it's just like, it's totally my kind of, I've so long story short, I've been wanting this book for a year and it's just like really hard to get. And then all of a sudden, like she surprised me with it. So I'm like, oh, it was crazy. <laughs> Shout out to the girlfriends. They Exactly. I, imagine, sorry if someone's single, they're listening, but it's, it's, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I would be able to mentally be stable during this time frame because it's just like social media is nuts yeah sports are nuts like a lot of chaos is, a lot of chaos like i don't know how people are able to cope with everything but yep. yeah man that's speaking of like some of your photography i look at like some of the stuff you took of like chaz and like yachty who's like one of your favorite persons to like work with slash like capture i love working with people who are just kind of like they, they just they get it like they're just hanging out you know, that's always like nice when you're just shooting people that they're like, yeah, like you, you had mentioned Chaz, uh, mm-hmm. I pulled up on him and he was like eating like chicken wings and, <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, bro, like, how you doing? Like, oh yeah, it was cool. And just like hanging out, we were hanging out. It didn't feel weird or forced. So I, th- I think those interactions where it's just like, you know, I may be a photographer, but I'm, I'm just a human at the end of the day. And you're exactly. a human, like you're, you might be like a famous artist or a celebrity, or whatever, but you're a human at the end of the day. And so like, when you take those barriers down and just like come as humans and you're just like both passionate about what you do, like that's, those are like the best interactions. Cause I've also had interactions with other artists who are just like, oh bro, get the fuck out of here. Like whatever, <laughs> which is fine. Like, I don't care. Like, it's like, whatever, like, I don't want to be that guy, but I always just try to like, kind of bring an energy where I'm like, Hey, like just pretend like we're in like at the crib, just hanging out or something like that. But, uh, yeah, Chaz was, was a lot of fun. He's, 
I think like at the end of the day, I'm always a fan of these people. So it's been nice to like shoot them. Like that's what kind of humbles me. Cause it's like, damn, like I was in high school listening to so-and-so or whatever. So anytime I do have those opportunities, I try to take advantage of them and, and just kind of like, um, I don't know, just kind of think outside the box and do things differently. I guess I don't want to be that photographer. That's just like has his Instagram feed where it's just a bunch of famous people, right? Like I gotta be sending a message or want to, um, kind of do things in my own way. Exactly. That's what I struggled with when I first started, because I know a lot of photographers probably follow like Gunner and like other like right. portrait photographers. And I was like, damn, like I'm friends with a lot of like artists, like maybe I should just do all portraits of just them and like have that my patient. I was like, oh, wait, he does that because that's his style. Like it's not necessarily like he's going for like, oh, I'm only going to shoot famous people. So it took a while for me to like tap in, like, dude, do it your way. Like it's fine. Like, why not capture those kind of moments? But yeah, hearing you speak yeah, on that, it's awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's it's been fun to just kind of like I said, it's just like you're just hanging out and shit happens, and then next thing you know, like you, you get the film developed, and you're like, oh, dope. Okay, let's, let's <laughs> you know. So hell yeah, but you've definitely been on your share of tours. I've I've checked out. What was like a wild memory or like something fun that you could share with the audience? Oh man, it was probably the first time I met Kanye. Uh, I was on tour with Tiana Taylor and mm -hmm. we were in San Francisco and uh, I got word, I, f I think it was from Alex Rifkin who said like, uh, Steve Rifkin's son was on the tour with me and he was like, yo, like, I think my dad's flying in with Kanye. And so I immediately like, I, I don't get starstruck, right? Cause like, this is our job, right? This is just, you know, like I got to- That's the only person. I got to be on my toes. So like, you know, like designer pulled up and I'm like, Oh, dope. Okay. But like when I heard those words, Kanye, like, I, you know, that's one of my, probably my biggest inspiration. Oh, yeah. um, and when I heard those words, I was that name, I was just like, Oh shit. So I just immediately was just like, okay, okay. And then like an hour later, Tiana was, was performing. And so I had to film her set. Um, and then all of a sudden, like these like five security guards came in, um, and I was like, okay, that's probably like Kanye's people. And so then uh, he came in, came out and performed the last song. Uh, I forget what they performed. I got to rewatch the footage, but yeah, I was on stage. Like I literally have like, um, that is clip, nuts. <laughs> you know, of like me, like right behind Kanye and I'm just holding the phone. Like, damn, like what a crazy moment. Uh, but I think the craziest part was uh, um, Denim Tears Tremaine pulled up yeah. with him too. And so, they after the show they went upstairs into the green room and uh it was kanye tremaine and then uh this one girl that he was always with at that time i forget what her name is um and then me and it was <laughs> <laughs> and it was just us four in the room and i was sitting there filming kanye and he was eating like chicken and rice and just he was like tired and he was just like going on this rant about how when he was recording um uh, oh god what was it Oh yeah, he was just talking about the the pink polo era and, yeah. and all that stuff. And so I have this like eight minute long clip of him talking about some rare shit. And so yeah, that was probably my like craziest tour moment. I literally like ran outside into the into the bus and I was like, "Fuck, I gotta call my mom or something." <laughs> <laughs> Hell <laughs> I yeah! I gotta believe this because <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a good time. That's a gym, man. You gotta save that for like when your kids are born. Like, hey, I want to show you something. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I have. I have my hard drive with all that tour footage on there. And I'm like, bro, I got to like put this in a, like a vault or something. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. You got to save, you got to save that for a good moment. Yeah, definitely. I had a crazy moment similar to that. Um, one of my friends 
works in production. They does lighting. And it was like freezing outside. This is like um, Jesus King era. Mm. And it was freezing outside. I got a text like, yo, can you get downtown in like 20 minutes? Because they're practicing. I was like, bro, Kanye's not going to be there. It's just going to be the choir. Yeah. And somehow I got out and I get, I walked down there. We stay there. It's like 1230, 130, 230, 330. <laughs> You're getting tired. You're like, and I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, bro. And Kanye's like big on my list of like inspirations, probably like number one or two behind Cuddy. And yeah, we're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Libra? No, I'm a Scorpio. Oh, okay. We're still, we're still, you know, that's compatible. Definitely. So then we, it's like 435 and I just see these suits, the same situation. I was like, oh shit, what's going on? And at that point, it's only like 20 people in there. Everyone's dog tired. And I see this guy and I'm like, I've never seen Kanye in person. I've always seen him like on stage or like TV. I see this guy and walking. I'm like, just no way. Yeah. He walks through the secret like little entrance and I, and the guy I was with, it, he works at 197 and he's like, yo, don't freak out right now. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? And I turn around and Ye's right to the like my right, and that and I have my camera in my hand, and I was like, I can't, I can't. Like, I was like, all right, what do I do? So then his security guy was like, he's gonna come back, and he comes back and he went to the bathroom, he came back, and I was still so like starstruck that I double clicked the flat and the flash went off, and he oh shit, and he was just like looked at me and just like kept and like walked in. I was like, blew it. So I was like, all right. <laughs> So I, so I was like, all right, it's not my moment yet. It's not my moment to meet him on, like, a personal level, so. Yeah, well, that's just, like, such a surreal kind of, like, thing to experience because, you know, like I said, I've worked with, you know, many artists before, but, like, that was the first time where it was, like, whoa, you know, this is, like, you know. That's the next level, man. Massive level inspiration, not only personally, but just, like, globally, you know, because it's, like, damn, you know. But yeah, that's that's cool that you definitely you know had that brush in with him because it, it probably you know made you feel inspired too, and that's what it all comes down to is like you know even though you talk about the whole flash situation like that doesn't even matter like the fact that you like were in that position at that moment like that probably gave you so much like confidence and creative energy too. You're like man, fuck man, like I gotta I gotta step I my gotta shit do. up. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so, exactly how I felt. Yeah, those are, those are cool moments. Yeah, man. Um, it. It's eye-opening because I watch a lot of YouTube now, and I'm just like, I go back and watch, like, Jay-Z interviews and yeah. stuff. And I always want to see, like, I argue with my friends all the time, like, do you think artists ever change? And, like, I watch, like, from Reasonable Doubt to 444 interviews, and I just look for little gems to just, like, motivation for the day. And I'm just like, damn. He always talks about, like, are, if you're ready for that moment, like, what are you going to do with it? And I was like, oh, I wasn't ready at that moment. Yeah, right. which is which is nuts, but it's like, all right, I just gotta keep keep working, stuff my shit up. Are you a Jay Electronica fan, dude? He when I lived in New York, he he was always like hanging out with Rocky. I never knew who he was. I only knew the music, I never knew the face. But like, you had a crazy story with him too. No, I, I that's, oh, that's, that's, <laughs> no. I was like, no, I just, uh, you, you were talking about like watching YouTube, like inspirational videos. And uh, I met Jason Goldwatch in LA a couple of years ago and, and he filmed like all the Man on the Moon 2 stuff, like went on tour with Cuddy. But he also f- was Jay Electronica's videographer, like, and they flew to like Budapest and, and did this like short film. But so he, uh, 
Goldwatch actually introduced me to Jay Larch, like put me onto his music, and I started going on down the YouTube uh, rabbit hole, hole, man, the rabbit hole, the Jay like <laughs> rabbit hole, and I I went so far down that I found shit that had like twenty three views, and I had to rip that like YouTube to MP four dot com and like put it on my hard drive. So like anytime I'm feeling down, like I I literally have a folder on there that says like Jay Electronica videos, and it's like ten videos of him like in the streets in New York, you know, with like twenty views on the video, like back in like you know, 2011. And I'm like, dude, it's, it's those people that make the, you know, the world go around in my opinion. Hell yeah, man. I de- definitely got, I got to do that. Damn. I didn't think about that. That's a good <laughs> Who idea. knows? Maybe if you go back and save it like on YouTube, but like the video got like the, the person that made that video deleted it or like, exactly. you know, so take that shit off, rip it and put it on your hard drive. <laughs> <You'll have it laughs> Hell yeah. Um, let's see what, what what are you what are you working on right now that if you can share like projects that you're looking forward to sharing in 2021 in the world uh, that calms down at some point? Uh probably the the Wu Tang doc. Uh you know, we we filmed that in, in January, February, but like that's one of those projects that's gotta marinate for a little bit and and, and I wanna put it out at the right time and, and um that project, I think, will, will kind of shine a light and shed a light on the type of person that Steve Rifkin is. If, if people that watch this don't know who that is, like, check him out because he is, like, one of the OGs from the 90s era rap. Like, he literally, you know, he started Loud Records and, and signed Fat Joe, Wu-Tang, like, all those, all those like, DMX, Mary J. Blige, yeah, everything. So, um, I that's a project. If I have the responsibility to tell that story, I want to make sure and do it right. Um, I don't care if I have to sit on it for two years, like I'm not going to put out anything like that would just, you know, I, I don't want to do Steve Rifkin like that. Cause I know that everything he touches is great. So I want to make sure that that is represented through his, like this, this documentary. So I want to really spend some time, some more time with it and do some more interviews and stuff. So that's probably, probably my, my big 2021 project that's coming. So. All right, cool. You're registered to vote too. I absolutely am. Hell yeah, man. We got to do this country right. That's what's up, I bro. Know, man. Definitely. You, you what you who you got in the finals for the finals bro I i'm going even, heat in four i'm saying it loud and proud right now for the fans <laughs> wait is it lakers heat in the finals lakers heat in the finals wow i really Ron. i wish d wade's knees weren't like awful pause like <laughs> that could have been that would have been like amazing damn i i I always uh, log in to like ESPN.com to see the playoff tree, but I did not know that it's Heat Lakers. That's crazy. Heat Lakers. It's going to be nuts. I stopped watching after the Clippers blew that 3-1 lead, and I was like, dude, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. And then they fired my man, Doc. I know. They did Doc dirty. Celtics, Celtics legend. Oh, man. That was, that was rough to watch. I was like, damn, he did everything he could yeah. to turn that That's team around. Like he tried to make Lob City, and PG came and played uh, 24-hour fitness basketball. Dude, I had a, a, a Blake Griffin 32, like the whole BG 32 era. Like, Ooh. I had the red Clippers jersey, and that was like my those was, was my my team until they split up, and then the whole remember the whole DeAndre Mavericks scenario, like all that drama, and I was like, dude, I kind of stopped watching NBA after that era ended, honestly. <laughs> I'll, st- I'll still watch the playoffs, but <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I, w- I've probably been to like two or three regular season games because maybe like one of my homies was like working, got me like nosebleed seats. Yeah. Other They're fun that. to go to. Oh, hell yeah. You can just get drunk as hell. I, that's the one thing I miss about New York. That you can just get hammered and just walk home or get on the train. <laughs> exactly. Say we practice safe drinking, but like, you know what I mean? 
you can have a good time exactly. and then you don't have to drive. LA is different. Like since I've moved here, I've only been here for like five months now. And it's just like, oh, I can only have one glass of wine or like one beer and then I have to drink a ton of water before I get in the car because definitely it's wild out here. Were you born and raised in New York? I was born in Dallas, Texas, but then I moved oh, to New okay. York for school. Stayed cool. there for like 10 years and I was like, all right, it's time to balance. So now you're in LA for good? Yeah. I, I don't know for good. I, I want to move yeah. around because yeah. my parents lived full lives and they, they they travel a lot. They still travel a lot. So I'm like, I got to. Got to do it all, man. Got to make some make. Hell yeah, man. If anything, if, if anything, you know, if 2020 says anything, like it's like you got to really live your life. To the you fullest. have to the fullest. You never know. Literally. Yeah. That's like always the advice. Like if people, if anyone asks me advice or is in the DMs asking things, I'm like, dude, don't, don't overthink it. Just, just whatever your heart, if you fail, if you lose money, if you go in debt, if you do whatever, like it's, it's okay to make mistakes. Like you, you have to learn lessons because that's what you're going to learn moving forward. So like, whether it's moving to a big city and you're from a small town, like I'm from a small town, like Spokane, Washington, and I moved straight to, to LA and then like, so it's just like, no, you just can't have fear going into it. And I think it's important for everybody to have those experiences in their life, especially at a young age before they start having like kids or buying a house or anything like that. So um, that's, that's what I tell people all the time, because I got some younger people on my team and they're always asking, like, how did you figure out? Like, what did you want to do? I'm like, dude, I don't know. I pray for the best. Yeah, I, I, literally, I literally quit my job in New York and moved here. You just you trust it. It's like I, gut I, was, I was like, I'm doing it. Luckily, I had enough funds like saved up to where I can like kind of kick it for a little bit, but then finally got a new job, and I was like, "All right, like I still don't want to lose my hunger." Like, like what brought me over here? So I'm super excited about that. I know you'll appreciate this. The one I was in eighth grade, I was like 14 years old, and this is the moment that I knew I wanted to to be like an artist or just in whatever uh, was Kid Cudi dropped "Man on the Moon" to Rebo Fev. He went back and, and played it at the babe store and I was like 14 years old and I watched that video like on YouTube of like him going there and he's like he, he's in the car in the back and he's like says his whole spiel and they pull up and he's like dim the lights on that motherfucker and then like <laughs> gets out of the car and goes in and performs and I'm like that's it like 14 year old Evan I'm like whatever oh no 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 I have to <laughs> what what's your what's your favorite Cuddy era mine's definitely a kid named Cuddy that was like yeah. He was rapping his yeah. Come on, he was rapping his ass off. Dude, oh, that's yeah. that was early Wale too. Like definitely, I just wow. That's definitely a, that was that was like the the Karma Loop era when he was like pulling up to like uh, Ciroc events in Lower East Side and and he was just running around. People didn't he was he was wearing like the the flannel sh shirts with the beanie with the beanie. Like people don't realize that Cuddy really came like from that era like he nobody knew who he was at first and and he, that was like all like raw talent he he really ushered in that sound of like i don't know just like that stoner music like that classic cuddy just like his own so obviously very yeah just a vibe like very obviously very kanye influenced um so that was great that he you know got on with him and like good music and everything but yeah cuddy's a legend my favorite era is probably just because i have so many emotional memories attached to it but probably man on the moon too it's a little bit darker than you know that was uh, when he was a going kid through it. Yeah, yeah. It was, but just like Mary J on the These Worries, like those kind of like <laughs> classic moments on the album. Like I just I can't every time I listen to like Maniac, it just sends me straight into that, 
you know, it's kind of like when you're watching a Christopher Nolan film and you leave the theater and like you feel like Batman. It's the same. It's like it's <laughs> like this, yeah. it's the same thing when you listen to Kid Cudi, you feel like Kid Cudi. So I think that's that's why he resonated so much. Like today, you know, in corporate America, everybody's making music that'll just make money, like what's whatever's in. But like Cudi really was like the kid running around in, in Lower East Side, you know, making music for himself and his friends, and then they, he just blew up. So he's dope yeah man that's one of definitely my my favorites well all right man don't want to hold you too long thanks so much for coming on um this should be out shortly tell the folks where they can reach you where they find you oh yeah definitely i appreciate you having me on man just uh find me on instagram uh it's my just my name at evan roberts uh and then just look out for the next couple years a lot of um, still human stuff i'm kind of working on this idea right now of just bringing together people, you know, mixing art and everything, just like getting back to the basics, reading books, meditation, having like a different approach to like, you know, the whole Zen mode when you're creating. So check out Still Human. Hopefully in a couple of years, it'll, it'll have manifested into something, but I'm going to really keep working on that. So appreciate you having me on though, man. No problem. All right, man. I'll, I'll see you later to all the folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube to the channel for more content. This audio is going to be out everywhere. You can stream podcasts, bootleg it, do whatever you want. Follow Rip the it. kid. Rip it, put it on your hard drive. <laughs> Everything. Follow the kid, Lorenzo Smith. Follow Slated, all that good stuff. Y'all have a good we'll night. hang out too. I'll be back in LA here soon. Hell yeah, bro. Please get some tacos or Jamaican food. Yes, sir. All right, bro. Take it easy. All right, peace.